welcome to ellipsis you are listening to episode 60 of season 2 i'm planning to read a couple of uh, indian poets uh, in the upcoming episodes including uh, the one i'm reading today uh, the poet today is nisim izikil one of the foundational poets of uh, indian writing and uh, poetry in the english language in india um one of the things that he is uh, most famous for is for writing in indian english or at least some of his poems uh, that have been written in what has been classified as indian english you will know what i mean once i have read the poem reading now goodbye party for miss pushpa ts by nisim izikil friends our dear sister is departing for foreign in 2 3 days and we are meeting today to wish her bon voyage you're all knowing friends what sweetness is in miss pushpa i don't mean only external sweetness but internal sweetness miss pushpa is smiling and smiling even for no reason but simply because she is feeling miss pushpa is coming from very high family her father was renowned advocate in balsar or surat i am not remembering now which place surat ah yes once only i stayed in surat with family members of my uncle's very old friend his wife was cooking nicely that was long time ago coming back to miss pushpa she is most popular lady with men also and ladies also whenever i asked her to do anything she was saying just now only i will do it that is showing good spirit i am always appreciating the good spirit pushpa miss is never saying no whatever i or anybody is asking she is always saying yes and today she is going to improve her prospect and we are wishing her bon voyage now i ask other speakers to speak and afterwards miss pushpa will do summing up so that was goodbye party for miss pushpa ts by nisim izikil and i was uh, reading from the all poetry website I'll add a link to this uh, eminently funny poem um, in the show notes, so you can go back and read it uh, to your friends and family and enjoy it as well. Um, I think one of the, and perhaps the only thing to say also about this poem is uh, one. Uh, now you must be clear about uh, what people in the literary circles have classified as uh, Indian English. and uh, two i think uh, this poem is quoted very often in literary debates in india because uh, there are inevitably uh, two sides uh, to that debate there will be a section of poets who think that the poem is very fresh very original and extremely true to what uh, a certain period in india's uh, english speaking has been like uh, the poet lived from 1924 to about 
uh, I think 2004. And a lot of the work that this poet has published has been uh, in the post-independence years. And um, that was also perhaps the time uh, when Indians were just uh, awakening to embracing English as a language uh, and it definitely wasn't their first language or primary language uh, like it is for so many of us uh, today at the time. So clearly, uh, I think uh, this was the poet's way of uh, recording that little bit of uh, history uh, with the clever use of language. And on the other hand, I think, of course, there is uh, this set of poets who think uh, poets and uh, lit folks in the literary circles who think that uh, this is doing disservice uh, to English speaking in India and uh, this is propagating stereotypes. Uh, although I think that the poem is so obvious in what it is trying to do and how it's written that uh, I find it hard to buy that uh, second argument. Uh, whichever side of the debate uh, you happen to fall on, I think that it's a delightful little poem. Uh, Wikipedia tells me that uh, a lot of Nisim Ezekiel's poems were included in the NCRT uh, books, although I can't remember uh, any one of those. Uh, but while I was reading some of uh, his other works online, there was yet another poem which uh, really appealed to me. Um, it's an autobiographical uh, poem and uh, perhaps only the poet knows how much of it is true, although it reads as if it were 100% true. Uh, Nisim Izikil was uh, of uh, Jewish descent and uh, interestingly he was... Uh, part of a community which, uh, give me a minute, I'll tell you what it says over here. Yes, he belonged to Mumbai's Marathi-speaking Jewish community known as the Bene Israel. And uh, the poem that, that I'm uh, about to read now is uh, in fact one which um, speaks of uh, his wedding here in uh, Bombay and um, listen to the poem it speaks not just about how the wedding and maybe uh, his early relationship with his wife was um, it also speaks of how um, communities which came to India uh, sort of embraced a communal Indianness uh, and gave up on several of their own uh, distinctive practices and uh, rituals. But none of this was done with any rancor. It was done under the guise of this umbrella term uh, becoming progressive. And that's what uh, he's written about. And I found this poem quite uh, both personal and uh, lovely uh, to read. I hope uh, you enjoy it too. So next I'm going to read uh, one more poem by Nisim Ezekiel and I'll see you um, the week after. Jewish Wedding in Bombay by Nisim Ezekiel Her mother shed a tear or two but wasn't really crying. It was the thing to do so she did it. 
enjoying every moment. The bride laughed when I sympathized and said, don't be silly. Her brothers had a shoe of mine and made me pay to get it back. The game delighted all the neighbor's children who never stopped staring at me, the reluctant bridegroom of the day. There was no dowry because they knew I was modern and claimed to be modern too. Her father asked me how much jewellery I expected him to give away with his daughter. When I said I didn't know, he laughed it off. There was no brass band outside the synagogue, but I remember a chanting procession of two, some rituals, lots of skull caps, felt hats, decorated shawls and grape juice from a common glass for bride and bridegroom. I remember the breaking of the glass and the congregation clapping, which signified that we were well and truly married according to the Mosaic law. Well, that's about all. I don't think there was much that struck me as solemn or beautiful. Mostly, we were amused and so were the others. Who knows how much belief we had. Even the most orthodox, it was said, ate beef because it was cheaper and some even risked their souls by relishing pork. The Sabbath was for betting and swearing and drinking. Nothing extravagant, mind you, all in a low key and very decently kept in check. My father used to say, these orthodox chaps certainly know how to draw the line in their own crude way. He himself had drifted into the liberal creed, but without much conviction, taking us all with him. My mother was very proud of being progressive. Anyway, as I was saying, there was that clapping and later we went to the photographic studio of Lobo and Fernandez, world-famous specialists in wedding portraits. Still later, we lay on a floor mattress in the kitchen of my wife's family apartment. And though it was part midnight, she kept saying, let's do it, darling, let's do it, darling. So we did it. More than 10 years passed before she told me that she remembered being very disappointed. Is that all there is to it? She had wondered. Back from London 18 months earlier, I was horribly out of practice. During our first serious marriage quarrel, she said, Why did you take my virginity from me? I would glad gladly have returned it. I would gladly have returned it, but none of the books I had read instructed me how. I hope you enjoyed the second poem, Jewish Wedding in Bombay as well. Um, I will add a link to both this poem and the previous one in the show notes. Have a delightful weekend. Thank you.